hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chatting About Yellow Jackets, where we talk <laughs> about the Showtime series Yellow Jackets. We decided to take a really hard pivot. It's and our new obsession yeah. and your summer reading. I hope you did it. <laughs> oh, we will be talking about Yellow Jackets uh, a lot on this podcast, but... Uh, we also, we do have to finish our obligation to Riverdale. Oh. <laughs> I, I know, uh, chatting about Yellow Jackets, look, season two, we're, we're known for just diving in season two. Can we just suddenly two. weren't talking about Riverdale anymore? Yeah, look, look, we could always pull a scream and just do Yellow Jackets and do podcasts, <laughs> which, I mean, you know, if Riverdale does go that way, we can definitely talk about that, but that's a... <laughs> A different conversation. And dark. And, and, At yeah. the start of a season. I know, wow. Kind of. Huh. After five episodes of an alternate reality, we were back to the Riverdale register. Riverdale register, but also things are very different. Not in the Riverdale register. This is mostly the same. But there's magic now. That's Stella. She has thoughts. There is magic and superpowers. And That's true. There are superpowers. You must be thrilled. I you am hate it. You hate losing it. my mind. You're losing your this mind. This is like the moment where I'm like, imagine telling ourselves mm. plot lines from later in the series. Going back and telling ourselves in season one what <laughs> we, the show is. Instead of saying, invest in Bitcoin, we would just be like, this is what happens on Riverdale. This would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be like, uh, I think this is my idea for a new closing game we can do, which is... Uh, <laughs> What, what what from this episode you'd go back in time and tell yourself? Yeah, yeah. Like, you just watched the pilot. In season six, Archie and Betty oh, get superpowers. I did I did recently rewatch the pilot, and that is a different show. But that's okay. I'm enjoying my time. I am very much so enjoying my time. I'm always enjoying this show. But wow, different show. Also, John and I are drinking protein shakes that I basically bullied him into drinking with me. <laughs> so if you hear us sipping things, I have a Diet Coke and a protein shake because I don't like the taste of the protein shakes, but I feel like I should drink them because I'm hungry and I can't eat mac and cheese on the podcast anymore. Um, well, because you're vegan. Right. But also, also <laughs> I've been bullied in the comments too much. To now, eat. when you say bullied, I think what you actually mean is like maybe like two or three people said something yeah. and you were like, I will change. I will for change. You. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like if you're going to take notes, eating mac and cheese on a podcast is definitely, that was very, I think that was on our Scream That's podcast. Fair. <laughs> so, so this was like six years ago. Yeah, and you've been holding on to it for oh, a long yeah. time. Oh, yeah. My friend Courtney, who does not listen to this, but shout out Courtney. Um, <laughs> constantly makes fun of me because I guess I don't know if I told her I was like God they were so mean to me because I had a cracker once on the podcast and I had a little bit of mac and cheese and she was like that's disgusting what is wrong with you <laughs> and I've learned I've learned a lot as a podcaster and also as a person with ears since then anyway I realize that we have like a whole thing we do in the beginning but what happens first <laughs> do I talk first this episode. Welcome to the Riverdale Register. My name is John. Oh, you didn't even do that. No, we did. We did. Not okay. Messing with you. My, uh, my name is Caitlin, and this episode is called Unbelievable. 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 Chapter one hundred and one. So the podcast, the the we show... were we were kind of uh, uh, talking about what this might be because the first thing when you search Unbelievable was was the. Uh, Netflix series about a sexual assault case. Starring Caitlin Deaver. Yes, it's a great show. Um, 
I am going to pretend that's not what this is based on. I mean, on. my personal stance is none of that happens in this episode of Riverdale. So, so it it's doesn't not... feel like that's where the title's coming from. I think it might have been a play on, on Unbreakable. Right. Because you're probably right. Archie does like an Unbreakable midway through the so episode. So something you guys should know about me, though I've also mentioned it multiple times, and I've especially mentioned it actually on my other podcast, Security Chat, if you guys are listening to that, because it's more relevant there. But my passion for M. Night Shyamalan, I love M. Night Shyamalan. So... That's exciting. Um, yeah, I think you're probably right. For those who don't know, Unbreakable is a modern day superhero story with Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson. It ends up becoming a part of a larger trilogy, but I don't want to spoil too much for you guys if you have not seen it. But the general premise is uh, Bruce Willis is unbreakable, literally cannot uh, be injured. Samuel L. Jackson, unfortunately, extremely breakable. And there's drama there. <laughs> yeah. And there's Philadelphia. <laughs> Mr. Extremely Breakable. Right, right. Right, it's set in Philadelphia. Now, you, you called it a modern superhero <laughs> movie, but it's from the mid-90s. Well, it was modern when it was made. But now so. it's kind of like a precursor to what superhero movies are now. Yes. This is not like other superhero movies in the slightest. No. It's it's a good movie, though. It's, it's a pretty cool movie. movie. But you know what the best movie is? The Sixth Sense. Oh. You've heard of The Sixth Sense? I've, I've heard of it, yeah. Would you cool. believe I've actually never seen The Sixth are you Sense all kidding? the way through? Wait, are you fucking kidding? I'm not kidding. Wait, really? Yeah. You've never watched The Sixth Sense? All the way through. Do you want to read? I'm not kidding. Over there, I have the sequel books that they the made. The sequel books? Yeah, on the bookshelf. I have the weirdest books on that bookshelf. Is but... Bruce Willis in more of the books? No, Bruce Willis is dead. But yeah, but like he <laughs> might stick around. He's a ghost. No, he's not a ghost. He goes back. He's not. By the end of the movie, he goes back to the sky. See, that's that's what I haven't seen in the movie. Okay, it's a great film. Um, it's actually like one of my perfect films. But they made these books that were sequel books, and I was the only one who read them. And I recently purchased them on Amazon in the pandemic because I was like, I need things, and. I have not read any of them yet, <laughs> but I remember reading the first one. <laughs> I also I also purchased these books uh, that they used to sell at limited two that were basically just marketing uh, marketing books for limited two. And I know this sounds insane, but I was having a time. I was having such a time. Um, anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> Hold on. You, you've got um, Stella crushed behind your back, and Not she's crushed. loving it. Uh, she's so comfy. No, I just want to get a picture of it. She's so comfy. She's the best. That'll that'll go on the Instagram. It'll be great. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Amazing. John, who wrote this episode? This episode was written by uh, two people, Roberto mm. and James DeWill. Cool, James. Do you remember James DeWill? Look. He's the writer who's also a director on the oh, show. Oh, yes. I didn't know that he directed it also because <clears throat> I did see that. Yeah. That so this exciting. is his first time directing a script that he also wrote on. That's really cool. It's kind of cool. Roberto has not obviously become a showrunner who directs his own episodes. Not that that's really a big deal. He's off developing like a million other projects, which has, is a fun way to spend his time. Has he ever directed an episode? No. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't it seem like he would? I don't know. It it feels like his scripts kind of kind of like at the other end they all kind of feel like they have the same hand in them. Yeah. Even if he's not directing it. You didn't see that play with us, but one of the plays. Oh, he directed the play. Yeah. I think. Well, he wrote the play. I don't oh, know if he, he didn't directed direct that. I don't know actually. I would think probably not. I feel like directing plays is like a whole other skill. But I. Um, Maybe he's just not interested. Yeah. No, I think that's fine. But the only reason I was saying was that he's developing a show that was supposed to be for Quibi. Based on the play, which is called Good Boys and True. 
And I wonder if it's going to come to Roku hmm. because that's Roku bought all of Quibi. Yeah, yes. Every Quibi uh, series is now a Roku original. Yeah. I don't have a Roku. Yeah, you have to own the stick or a TV, I guess, to watch yeah. any of it now. You know what? I buy the stick. That's all right. If you didn't, if you weren't going to watch it when it was on Quibi, <laughs> why are you going to put the extra work in now? Oh, here's the thing. I, I watched Quibi. I oh. was the only one. I know. Oh, you were the one. I was the one. Jeffrey was... Katzenberg thanks you. Yeah. No, he does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he sent you a personal <laughs> Thank you for you watching know. our Quibi shows. I've watched the one. multiple. Like, I've watched probably like seven Quibi shows. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I've watched a lot. I was excited. <laughs> I was the only person. You were like, this is the future. Wasn't there like a Spielberg one that would you could only watch at night? Didn't watch that one. Because I was not going to stay up until midnight to watch it. That was so dumb. That was, that's one of those things where they're like, all the testing that they've done, let's just not take any of that into consideration. Oh, people don't like to be held to a schedule. Let's, let's make it so you can only watch it when most people are sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, anyway. Anyway. So there were like five plots in this episode let's do small medium large okay so we have jumping the shark hmm is that uh, the most of the episode one. yeah that okay. one's really big uh you're actually supposed to say hard of hearing okay. which is a small one there's a new ghoulian town which is also pretty small okay uh what caitlin has always wanted which i'd say is medium mm-hmm. and uh cheryl forgot she did this on purpose which is medium Okay, let's start with Cheryl, just because I think that's fun, and then we'll go small, and then okay. we'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, Cheryl's mad when Britta tries to talk to her mm-hmm. while she's reading. Just so great that people were like, she should have a child. Yeah, she should have uh, a child. But she is shocked about the bombing. Yes. Because everyone's hearing about the bombing that happens in um, uh, Jumping the Shark. Mm-hmm. And she starts asking Nana, she's like, wait, this couldn't, this couldn't have anything to do with the curse I did last night. But it, it doesn't, though, right? That's the thing that I'm well, a little... There's, uh, no, because a man did it. Right, a person did <laughs> Hiram it. Hiram Lodge did it. It's a little bit weird that she's automatically like, the bomb, which has a tangible explanation, <laughs> is my fault. Right. Okay. Right. But also, the la- most of Cheryl's arc from the end of last season was her beginning to have real faith that she might have genuine magical powers. Right. And then threatening everyone... And putting a curse on the town. Yes. And then this episode she goes, wait, curses are real? That was weird. Yeah. Yeah, she kind of forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Nana Blossom, though, we were right about her. We got her peg from day one. <laughs> Nana day one. Monster. <laughs> monster. Absolute <laughs> Get monster. Get her out of the house. So she asks Nana for the paper that the curse is on. And Nana says she burned it because they were done with it. <laughs> Untrustworthy. <laughs> Seems okay to me. <laughs> well, well, Cheryl has to undo it. So she makes um, reversing candles from beeswax that she puts little little moppets of uh, Jughead, Betty, and, and, and Archie in front of. Yeah. And the plan is they melt down overnight, and then the curse is lifted? Yeah. yeah I don't know. I checked out. I don't really know anything about witches, so. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it sounded <I> okay. <laughs> You know, I'm interested in learning, however. I don't think this show will teach me that much. You Maybe. Know, I don't know. Britta's interested. Britta asks if we now believe in magic and curses. And Cheryl says, I don't know, season six? Yeah. I, I think so. I think Maybe. we're here. We've made it. <laughs> I think this yeah. is the line. But also, let's not fuck with it too much. Because I don't want to hurt my friends who 
I didn't Were actually they friends? Hurt. I don't know. I don't know. I sometimes they're friends. Sometimes she opens, you know, maple syrup companies with them. Actually, Veronica's not even in this. It's very hard for me to tell if Archie and Cheryl hate each other or if like she would be one of the ten people he invites to his birthday party. Like I actually don't remember. Oh boy. Yeah, loaded question. The next day, Cheryl's candles didn't burn out, and she accuses Nana of doing something. Nana's like, maybe a light breeze. Uh, Nana, this actress is amazing. She's really, she's really <laughs> excited. I think about her role. If she ever wants to be on this podcast, I would, I would be thrilled. I can't even tell you how happy that would make me. Cheryl, Cheryl uh, blames Nana for tricking her into cursing her friends. I mean. Not what happened at all. And the next day, the candles are blown out again. <gasps> oh no! Wouldn't it have been funny if there was like a montage of like weeks passing <laughs> and her God just like it. every morning being like, "What keeps oh, happening? God, what is it? The candles." Uh, Britta stalks the night. Mm. Turns out she's blowing up the reversing candles. I I was weirdly surprised by that, despite knowing there's only two people in the house other than Cheryl. <laughs> yeah, there are not a lot of suspects in this one. I was like, E2, Britta? Yeah. And then... But, turns out, that's not Britta. Oh Cheryl catches her, and she speaks, and it's Abigail. Just like in Rivervale. Right. Right. But different. But different. But like, the same... Wow. I yeah like that's a, I'm so confused about what difference what the difference is between Riverdale and Rivervale like couldn't this have been you know what we're gonna get there because I have thoughts but well anyway uh Cheryl tells Nana about Britta who theorizes Nana theorizes that Abigail's spirit could have entered Britta's body during the curse sure I guess yeah I mean I, look none of it makes sense so all of it makes sense but but she's only in control at night. Mm. So Cheryl asks if they're going to do an exorcism. And Anna says, no, a banishment. And if you're and wondering, you should trust her. I mean, it's semantics at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It was like very dramatic. <laughs> oh, for... same thing though, right? Yeah, same thing. <laughs> totally the same thing. So Cheryl and Anna chant over Britta. And Britta's bound. And she flashes back to Abigail burning. And then Britta's herself again. But but Nana seems suspicious when she looks to the spider brooch. Because uh, mm. that's not Cheryl, that's Abigail. I love it. Uh, and then she blows out the reversing candles. So where is Cheryl? I think she's in the brooch. The brooch? brooch? The Cheryl? The, the spider brooch. Oh, so she's like, not I think it's like a, I think it's like a Coraline thing. Oh, that movie really freaked me out. The movie? Yeah. It's a good movie. It really freaked me out. I did not like it when I saw it at the time. You read the book? I did read the book. I did not like the book at the time. But I think I was like, I have this thing, like Nightmare Before Elm Street, not Nightmare Before Elm Street, Nightmare Before Christmas over, like, I used to like it, then I didn't like it, and now I don't like it again. I don't know. So I, it's like something about the creepy animation that kind of freaks me out, but hard to explain. A little bit of jank. I don't know what that means. But. <laughs> a little janky. Yeah, no, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like if it's animated, but it's too macabre. Like it, for me, it's like, if it's macabre, be macabre. The mm. like pretending to be like cutesy, but like also creepy. Like that makes, that's stuff in nightmares. Oh. Yeah. Nightmares before Christmas? Before or? Christmas. That's like, <laughs> like when they try to murder Santa Claus, I'm just like, I don't, like either be funny or be scary. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I like horror comedy. I I'm going to unpack this one day in therapy. Mm. 
Where should we go next? Ghoulies. All right. There's a new ghoulie in town. Mm. Did we meet her in Rivervale? No, we've never met this woman before. Okay. Wouldn't it have made sense if we met her in Rivervale? Boy, uh, it would have added <laughs> anything to their scenes. Okay, cool. <clears throat> so Kevin tells Tony and Fangs that he's going back to New York, and they say, sure you are, Kevin. <laughs> so he was in New York. Yes, they must be saying this happened before the time jump restarts. Right. Interesting. Poor Kevin. They tell Kevin that they are now dating. I thought everybody knew this, but then I realized that they didn't because Rivervale. Right. right. And I was so confused. <laughs> it's actually Rivervale took place like in within like a few seconds. It yeah, seems. yeah. Uh, and then there, there. It's this is a weird scene also because the scene is just three characters explaining their current statuses to each other. Yeah. Hello, I am Kevin. I am going back to New York. Hello, we are Tony and Fangs. We are now dating, but we are still bi and totally members of the queer community. I did appreciate that. All right, that. agreed, agreed, and a bunch of handshakes. I did agree. I did really like that they made that a point, but my favorite part of it was that Kevin looked like he could have killed them. Like, like, and I get it. That's... Kevin has been quietly going through an intense journey oh my God. all of these seasons, and they've just never showed it on screen. I, I but he's been playing it like this was oh been just the quiet a rough rage years. inside of Kevin, and I understand it was his fault that yes, yeah, yes, that's the know. thing to remember. Kevin did this to himself, right? He chose this when he murdered Jason Blossom in season one. That's right. I have still, <laughs> I stand by that. That is Kevin. You know what it was? We went to that one panel and we asked that question, and then and then they were like, "Shit, gotta change it." They're well, on, if they they're know, on to us. if they know it's gonna be Kevin. I really thought I really thought I did something there. I really did. It's okay. One day I will get it. I will get my vengeance on Kevin Keller. I will. I will. <clears throat> uh, uh, sorry. Uh, when we get back to them, I just want to say real quick: this is my favorite Tony hair. There's just like a oh. lot of volume going on. Yeah, she looks great. It's really good. And they have new serpent background actors, which they introduce with a dramatic sound effect. I guess to remind Ooh. us that the serpents are now supposed to be genuinely threatening. Right. Uh, for I guess. this storyline, we're going to be a scary gang. <laughs> right, right. I'll let you know when they switch it up again. The West Side Story gangs are scarier. <laughs> be cool. <laughs> uh, they also sing less somehow. They're worried about a new ghoulie leader from Chicago. Now, later okay. they mentioned that Mary Ann Andrews is also returning to town from Chicago. And, and a part of me was like, can you imagine if Mary Andrews walked into the meeting? Yes, oh my God. I did think it was weird. It's like, why is everyone from yeah. Chicago? Are Tony we, is from have Chicago. We, has Riverdale now moved closer to Chicago? It's, it's like Tabitha, there's an orbit. Yeah, Tabitha's whole family is from Chicago. I'm pretty sure Percival Pickens... That's is he the leader of the group? I'm sorry, no, the, that Pre guy is English. No, he is English. But I think he said he's from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I'm like I didn't make this up. I'm pretty sure he's from Chicago. The Riverdale has moved from New York to Chicago over the yeah. past couple of years. They're like we've been talking about Chicago. Or we've been talking about New York too much, and Katie Keene fans are getting upset about that. Yeah. It's true because it's like yeah, what next happened? season it'll be St. Louis. Andrew, <laughs> everyone's from St. Going Louis. Down. So weird. Popular city that everyone's from St. Louis. Uh, this woman is named Twyla Twist, and when they say her name, there's a snake rattle sound effect that plays. So they want to have a sit down with her, and so she walks in. And uh, and uh, what I like about her is that she's introduced a new patchwork aesthetic to yeah. the Lily's outfits. 
which is kind of fun. They look cool now. She's got really good pants. Mm. Um, <laughs> and that's about it because did, did, did you find this character threatening? Um, I am intimidated by a lot of people. Really? Because yeah. um, I, I feel like she didn't do a goddamn thing. Well, she was basically <laughs> like, no. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Right. She yeah. said no. I mean, like, a show of force, of strength, intimidation, anything. She just says no and leaves. Yeah. And we're like, oh, no. Oh. Oh, I no. don't really know what the deal is with the glue. She claims... That uh, Hiram Lodge is totally still paying them to do two things. Hmm. Destroy the servants and kill Archie Andrews. Which they are currently not doing. Right. Although we think they, they're the ones who set the bomb. Yes, it seems like they're the ones who planted the bomb for Hiram. Which makes sense because Hiram was like gone. Do you think when they did that, Hiram was like, you have to tell me the exact moment you set the timer so I can set my timer to go along with it because I want to be able <laughs> to watch it true. hit zero at the exact moment that it explodes. Maybe they gave him they gave him the time. He was like, no, like, you on the phone with me. I need to know so that I can sync mine up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Imagine if the ghoulies are not involved at all and it's just like... What bomb? Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. I thought that was a curse or something. Twilight was like, I was moving. They were helping me move. <laughs> Chicago is very far or close. I'm not <laughs> we sure. We haven't made up our minds. <laughs> it's, it's one of those. Uh, so later she calls Tony and tells them that, uh, because of what Archie did, it's war. Now what Archie did was apparently murder all of her guys. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Cause we'll get there. But it's now just me and I'm sad. I just moved All this here. woman did in this episode was come and say no, uh, get jobbed on by, by a superhero and then be like, I'm going to get you. It worked out for me. She's not working for me. I was intimidated. I thought it was threatening. <clears throat> so uh, Kevin will be sticking around to look after baby Anthony while Tony and Fangs go to war. So I didn't really know what that meant. Like to babysit the child that is I not I just his? I just want to say uh, Tony and Fangs still really don't know how to pick them when it comes to people watching children. I know who we can hey, get. Anthony, this is the woods. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't. Tony take him to the woods, like in Rivervale, like to make sure he would <laughs> yes, stop crying. She left him outside at night. Yeah. Maybe they're bad parents. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Could be. And that's the whole uh, Tony Fangs plot. Wow. It's cool that they get plots now. I will yeah, say that. It is cool. I, now, I, it is also one more plot. Now we have five in any given episode. And none, none of the main casts really interact with each other. I mean, okay, Betty and Archie briefly, briefly interact with each other within their shared plot. They have a couple scenes together. They have a couple of scenes this episode. Um, I'd say they have more than Jughead and Tabitha. No, Jughead and Tabitha mostly spend all their time I would, together. Yeah, I would say Jughead He's and really Tabitha. He's really attached to her. But Tabitha, she feels like she's been here forever, but like she hasn't. And I'm fine with it because I love her. Yeah, she really fit in pretty quickly. Yeah, she, yeah. But it just feels like it's like so many characters. Is that where you want to go with. next? Jughead and Tabitha? Yeah, that feels like it. So you're actually supposed to say hard of hearing. Okay, which so is what you just said I to did, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I read this, and I hope that this is accurate, but um, we're going to be speaking about Jughead's hearing loss um, and how he will be deaf in seemingly both ears, actually. Yeah. Right? Eventually. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to use hard of hearing because I've been told on the internet that is the appropriate phrase. If I am wrong, the internet is wrong, please do let me know. Thank you.
Yeah, put in the comments below. The comments or or DM us or something. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to be respectful. Uh, we've probably met. We've mentioned this a few times on the podcast before, but in the pilot script for the show, Jughead was hard of hearing, had a hearing aid, and everything. Yes. And so it feels like they are bringing that concept back around again later in the series. It is interesting. I mean, I, I guess it makes sense because Cole Sprouse is a hearing actor. I understand why they were like, eh, we can't have Cole Sprouse be our Jughead, have people know of him as a hearing actor, blah, 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 and then have him like kind of pretend. Yeah, it so- might have been like a thing where they didn't feel confident about telling that kind of story either and yeah. wanted to back off of... In- possibly putting egg on their face yeah i think it's also people are very rightfully so sensitive to not giving well originally i actually read in the uh the breakdown the casting breakdown they were looking for a a, a actor who was hard of hearing oh maybe they just when they got cole yeah it was like let's change that and now they kind of want to maybe cole maybe cole you know wants challenges wants yeah. those kinds of things at this point did you know cole was supposed to play archie that he was first offered archie I mean, he's the biggest name. I can yeah. see why. And I can see why he would gravitate more towards Jughead. Oh, yeah. Especially by now. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. He would have been a terrible Archie. <laughs> yeah, a very moody Archie. And Archie's already really moody. Well, no, he would have played like Chipper and it would have felt weird too. Uh, Cole Sprouse playing Chipper makes me think Cole Sprouse serial killer. Every time. Also, they would have dyed his hair red, and that would have looked really funny. It would have. Well, he's black, blonde, black, actually. Black but... doesn't look so bad. No. Or distracting on him, but red would be would look really weird. Yeah, red would look weird. They'd have to go for, like, a strawberry more than a red red. Mm. It would look ridiculous. I'm not sure why they thought it was a good idea to cast him. Because, honestly, KJ pulls it off so well. I would never think it's not his At this point, hair. yeah, you put him next to Molly Ringwald, and it actually yeah. looks pretty good. Yeah. Molly Ringwald only is here to be sad. <laughs> Only to be she, sad. She's so good at it, though. She is. She's the best. She's so talented. Yeah. Where is her girlfriend? <laughs> what happened it's to that? It's Twist. They're both from Chicago. Imagine. <laughs> imagine. Oh, yeah. I dumped you that army girl. You met my girlfriend. Girl. <laughs> she was so uptight. <laughs> Me and Twyla. The army is the worst. <laughs> Wasn't she dating that woman before Archie joined the army? Yeah. I think that's why Archie yeah. kind of joined it the army. It would be funny if like they broke up and she's like now firmly anti-army. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Archie's like, Mom, this is This woman, this woman messed up my son. Yeah. <laughs> he was seeing ghosts. He was seeing ghosts. Weird how that was like considered a, a thing that was just like a mental health problem, and now he is having superpowers for real. Yeah, and he's fine now. And he's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a dog named Bingo now. Now. But well, there, there was there, Well, there was. Well, there was a man. Right, he died. Yes, and now then they, they got a dog, and they're like, what if we named it after that guy who died? Yeah, it feels yeah weird. He felt like a dog. Yeah, yeah. I I understand the concept is sweet, but it seems a little odd to me. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. What is the spotlight? So from Archie's house to Pops, just everything has been destroyed in this town. It's really funny that Pops has just like a hole in it. Yeah. And they're serving coffee. Yeah, yeah. It's the only place of food. <laughs> Jughead just kind of swings by. He's like. Okay, my house blew up. Can I stay with you for a couple of nights and have this like, uh, okay? Yeah, it was all very like, I feel like people would have been out and about, concerned. Like, there's not that many streets in Riverdale. It's the mm. only house left, I think. Like, like, listen, Tabitha, for the Rivervale storyline, we already built the set. So can I just like live in that yeah. set with you now? That'll be great. Weren't they supposed to move in together? But like, I, I thought that's what they were talking about in the finale. Well, I think that they said in a couple of months. Oh, this so, is them just, just yeah. getting to it already. 
Interesting. Uh, he's he's uh, because his thing is journalism now. Right. He gave up on writing fiction. <laughs> uh, he wants to really tackle this as a news story, and he uh, heads back to her house to do it. And the bell outside pops, makes his ears ring. Uh, I do feel really bad. I for thought him. the sound design was pretty good. For yeah, this stuff. definitely. And I do think he he plays not being able to hear stuff really well. Yeah, this is a terrible situation, just thinking about this. Yeah, he's losing his hearing when he's on the typewriter, which is, of course, the loudest way to type. Yeah. So that's really disconcerting. Yeah. Uh, and when he starts hitting a bunch of buttons to, like, test it, I wanted, like, when Tabitha comes in, just be like, huh, you just wrote L a lot there <laughs> or something. This paper is very expensive, Jughead. Uh-huh. Uh, he doesn't tell Tabitha uh, about his hearing issues. He tells her he's writing a full expose on Hiram Lodge. Okay. Which he somehow publishes overnight. Yeah. Like, he, he finishes it quick. And then he's like, and then Hiram did this thing. And then Hiram did this thing. Could I have done this six years ago? Could it have avoided all this pain? I, that's the one thing. And we will get there in the Archie plotline, I guess. He doesn't even get any of Veronica's, like, proof that she gathers. So, like, what is he running off of for this article? Well, Hiram Lodge is a fucking piece of shit. It has been forever. So why? <laughs> why now? He's tried to kill Archie so many times. He did not succeed this time either, but he has gotten closer. Like, I mean, he'd be losing his mind, right? If he yeah. were still in town and be like, what do you mean he's got super strength? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Hiram, I guess. Mm? He's invincible? No. <laughs> oh, man. Their love, their love affair, you know. Ships in the night, those they two. They just... They, they couldn't be near each other if they couldn't have each other. No. You know? Wow. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> uh, Jughead can't hear Tabitha at breakfast, and she sees him uh, switch ears when he gets mm. a phone call, where the uh, Wallbeat Journal, they read his article overnight, and they want to run it nationally. It's just, it's just the best article. It's so funny that this kid struggled to write novels for years, and yeah. then he writes, he writes this. I also, like, I, I just don't understand Wait, how... Wait, isn't Wall Street Journal... Finance? While beat journal. It's not just finance. Like, they did the Theranos uh, expose. Do you want the, the, are you watching The Dropout? No. We'll talk about it later. But... I, we, yeah, sure. We can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, yeah. In that genre. Wall Street Journal writes about a lot of things. Uh, and Hiram Lodge is a financy guy, <clears throat> I guess. I don't I've, really know what I don't know where the is. money comes from. <laughs> so... Like, why are they rich? What does he do? Right. Crime. <laughs> Crime, but also white-collar fraud? I don't know. He seemed like a Bernie Madoff guy in the first season, and then he became, like... A cartoon Italian gangster. Yeah. 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 Jughead can't hear a customer order coffee. And uh, that's the point where Tabitha has to kind of drill into him, and he confesses to her. He doesn't openly tell her. I was almost going to give him credit for it, but no. She has to to make him tell her that he can't hear Right, and I feel like it's it's going to become obvious. He works at a restaurant yeah. <laughs> or a diner. I don't yeah. want to give it too much credit. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a restaurant. It's a diner. They're different, distinct, different things. Uh, and he comes out of a doctor's appointment telling Tabitha that he is uh, 87% deaf in his right ear and 98% deaf in his left ear. Feels like he can hear better than He's doing that. pretty well for yeah. that. That seems like a lot. Um, that is... Quite a lot of... She kind of hugs him and tells him they're going to get through this. Yeah. Aw. is the best. Yeah, this could be... I mean, this could be really interesting. It uh, could. I really... The one thing that I really hope doesn't happen is that 
Cheryl magically fixes his ears. That's what I think, right? Yeah. Like something like that, I would be like, ugh. I know we're doing magic, but that feels you like bad. He's going to be really pissed when he finds out Archie and Betty got superpowers too. Well, what? Is I it... lost my hearing. <laughs> right. I was going to say, it's like, why did Jughead like get... Like, it's bad. (laughs) Like, everything else is like, I mean, it seems Yeah, these curses don't really seem that bad for everyone else. No, no. Cheryl, you know what I like about Cheryl? I'm I'm starting to just read her as, like, someone who leaves the house so little and and, and is so egotistical that she genuinely couldn't comprehend that someone, that there could be any other reason for setting a bomb than her curse. Right, of course. Like, it can't be the scary man we ran out of town last night. Right, no, like, it's literally, cr- Last no. night, we all stood together in a line and kicked him out of town, and he gave Archie death eyes, but I cursed him, and that's what happened. Wait, that's so true. I didn't realize, but yes, that happened 12 hours prior. <laughs> Why wouldn't her first reaction be like, I did have a bow and arrow. <laughs> I did point it at him. Maybe he was upset. Maybe, maybe he came back for revenge. Did she do the curse before that? No, I think it was after that. Cheryl was busy. Yeah, well, yeah. That everyone, everyone took a break from whatever their motivations were to right. run hire him out of town. Yeah, and then I guess it didn't matter because we killed him off screen. No, we didn't. We Where didn't. Where are we going next? You want to do? You want to go there next? Mm-hmm. What Caitlin has always wanted. This was my dream, and if they take it from, I do have theories about this. I mean, this isn't this isn't how you would have wanted it to happen. Off screen? Yeah. No, I didn't even get to see the dead body on the screen. No. <laughs> who kills? Who kills Hiram? Anatole? Some guy. <laughs> Some Russian man. Yeah. Uh, Veronica gets the call about the explosion, and she immediately assumes her father did it correctly. Did unlike she Cheryl. call Archie to be like, are you okay? She doesn't talk to Archie this whole episode. No. She does talk to Betty, though. Yeah, they have so a I guess nice moment. they really solved that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Betty tells Veronica that catching Hiram is a top FBI priority. Now. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this guy's on the loose still? You're we right. should do something. Right. Oh, now that it affects you personally? Yeah. Okay. Oh, he attacked an FBI agent. Now yeah. and now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Veronica's going to gather every she, everything she can against him from Hermosa, who is a phone. Right. The phone. Right. She Hermosa, transformed uh, into the phone. Uh, is now a phone after the time jump. <laughs> I love her voice, though. Uh, so uh, Hermosa asks for immunity for herself before she'll give Veronica what she needs. Veronica says, yeah, they don't. They can't charge phones. Right, that's, right. That's why you had the surgery. When was the last time? When was the last time you've seen a phone in jail? Ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. And like then Hermosa says, there's so many phones in jail. That's when they get the one phone call with. It's imprisoned phones. <laughs> there's a whole society we don't know about. There's got to be. Pixar's doing a movie. Oh my god, uh, I would watch that. It's interesting. Uh, Reggie, Reggie, remember Reggie? I too remember Reggie. I Love remember Reggie. both of him. So, yeah, we only get one Reggie now. Yeah, that's okay. Reggie tells Veronica that uh, he won't be doing any dealership plot lines this season. Uh, He's just gonna be doing casino stuff. Only <laughs> casino plot lines. And uh, Veronica tells him that she has decided not to help the FBI after all. Okay. Veronica is mad at her father. She's right. putting a bounty on his head. Mm. And Reggie says, are you sure? And Veronica's like, sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, yes. Veronica meets with Anatole, who is a uh, professional killer. Yeah. And she tells him she's offering him a cool two mil. Do you think that would be enough money for like a hitman? I, I don't. How much 
I don't know. How hard is it to kill Hiram? I guess it's not you hard know? to... Well, the, the point is not What's how... What's the value of getting the kill versus, versus how difficult it will be to accomplish? I don't think it's a challenging task. I mean, I think that's part of it, but I think it's more of the risk you're taking. So it has to be like worth the risk. Right. I think that's more of what it is. And that feels like <clears throat> a low number, but I've also never been asked to kill somebody for money. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what the going rate is, you mm-hmm. know? Like, if you wanted me to write an article, I could give you my going rate for that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's kind of simple. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> you get an industry rate after your first kill. Right, exactly. Like, I got two mil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now every time I kill someone, they got to pay me two mil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it goes a little bit that's up. That's why Anatol takes the job. Yeah. Yeah, now that's his quote. <laughs> he could advertise Can you imagine it. this is his first kill and he's actually really excited? I mean, and he's like, I got to play it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I really don't think Hiram's dead. You see, he asks he asks Veronica, "Do you want him dead or alive?" And uh, Veronica uh, only specifies um, gone. <laughs> she doesn't want him like harming her and her friends anymore. And mm. he's like, "Cool, dead then." Yeah, and he doesn't say anything. And then immediately after this meeting, uh, Reggie tells her that his dad had a heart attack at the dealership. Oh no! She's like, "You said no more dealership blah <laughs> <laughs> Veronica is the coldest person when she goes to Reggie's <laughs> Nothing. dad's bedside. Nothing. All she's thinking is like, this applies to me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this it's... reminds me of me. It's like, Veronica, babe, no. I... Yeah. Also, Reggie's dad is a monster. Yeah, Reggie's yeah. dad is objectively a bad person. He is, and but... I don't really mourn him. No, I'm sad for Reggie, though, who I actually really like. You know, Reggie Reggie clearly uh, has more complicated feelings towards his father than we do. Yeah. Uh, he seems to be in pre-mourning. Aww. And uh, the only thing Veronica asks him is if he's going to be spending the night at the hospital. Is she going to pack him that overnight bag? Uh, I don't think she ever brings him the overnight <laughs> no. bag. And she's like, sorry. He's like, it's okay, baby. I love you. No. Uh, she heads home and calls Anatol. Now, I want to be very specific about this. When she calls Anatol, what phone does she use? Hermosa? No. No? That's the point. Oh. She doesn't talk to anyone else on the Hermosa phone. She yeah. calls this person on her smartphone. Why? Because Hermosa is the phone. <laughs> this is canon. <laughs> Look, we haven't, we haven't proved it differently. So, works for me. Anyway. Uh, uh, Anatole, uh, tells her it's already done, which is really fast. Yeah, he is For Hiram efficient. to pay him off and, and fake his own death. You think, I probably. Mean, I just feel like Hiram could just appear and be like, Mija, I have tons of fake dead bodies. And yeah. we'd all be like, yeah, I'm sorry, Hiram, much. Yeah, totally. <laughs> also, yeah, I mean, he could have brought her, like, his head or something, or his arm, or I And one know. thing, if they showed us the picture of dead Hiram... <laughs> Like that. She's like, yeah, Anatole emails her a picture of Hiram of Hiram's corpse, one assumes. Feels like that. And she like freaks out the sight of it. What did he do? Feels How dead does it look? Feels like you should not be sending that over email. Like <laughs> like I don't know, signal maybe, something else. Check your Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's gone. Can you send me it again? I missed it. I accidentally tapped away. <laughs> Yeah, I don't... Mm, he's probably not dead. <coughs> He'll be back. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's no... Mark Consuelo seems to, like to, seems to have liked this so much. Yeah. That I'm positive that whatever series finale they're doing, he will be in in some way. I do have... I have thoughts. We'll get there, though, at the end. We should get shirts that say we'll get there. I feel like the way this show has to end is with Archie punching Hiram to death. <laughs> Imagine. That's it. Just like... Yeah, it's like, does Archie know that Hiram is dead? 
Uh, no, I don't know how Hermosa... Oh, well, she's in the room. When, yeah, when, she's when the Veronica yeah. finds out. Right? That's true, yeah. It's cool. Uh, a single tear falls down Veronica's cheek when Reggie returns home. Uh, he says his dad is doing much better, and it was a stress case. Never got that over. He's like, back. just like you, right? Both of our both of our dads are alive. Oh. <laughs> uh, she tells him she called off the hit, and then uh, Hermosa rings for Veronica, and she tells Veronica to watch her back. Blood will have blood. Blood will have blood. So she likes her dad. Phone likes the dad. Hiram. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then why did she give? Her all that information. Great question. Right. Great question. Now He's you're our asking father. the father. She said, and then you'll turn me back into a human? And Veronica <laughs> said, no. <laughs> the curse will be lifted finally. <laughs> nope. <laughs> the only the only real curse in this town was whatever turned Hermosa into a phone. Right, right. That was the one sweeping thing. Man, that would suck. And now we go to <laughs> jumping the shark. So Jumping the shark or the best idea they've ever had. Well, like I was really thinking earlier that the best way to describe the show is that it just kind of jumps the shark every episode. Right. It jumps over a shark and then there's another right, shark right, right. and there's a third shark. And, there's... <laughs> and if the whole show is just jumping sharks, right. then has it jumped the shark at all? It's a show. It's like a game show called <laughs> Jumping the Shark. And every, ep- you look every episode, forward average to it. Americans... Ride jet skis over a, great a shark. Idea. Fuck, that's so good. I bet I could get NBC someone to hear that would, pitch. That seems like a pitch Jack Donaghy would take. Yeah, I feel like that might <laughs> maybe be. when he's trying to tank NBC. That could be a Thirty Rock joke already. I'm not sure. That actually, that feels very Thirty Rock. <clears throat> no, hold on a second, Tina. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but there was an explosion in Archie's house. There was. Yes. Uh, and Archie and Betty recount the events to Alice and Frank, uh, saying that somebody called them, they ran downstairs, and they hid under the table just in time. Or did they? Yeah, this was weird. So they didn't hide under the table? Well, uh, after the conversation, uh, Frank is pointing to the table downstairs that Archie claims they hid under, and it is also demolished. Why would it be demolished? Because it was an explosion. Right, but then, oh, because they have superpowers. It went down in the other. Yeah, right. they, they didn't leave the room. Interesting. Yeah, because Archie threw her his, his, threw body. his body. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, uh, Alice wants them in the hospital to get checked out. Duh. Which is fair. Duh. Uh, and Jughead says he isn't insured, which is hilarious. I know, I said that was so funny. <laughs> I don't have insurance. You, he should have, that should have been a thing to, to have his like, um, we'll get through this together. He's like, great, because this hospital is <laughs> insane. Do you think that's why they're going to get married? Tabitha and Jughead. Oh my god. Um, I bet that's a thing. I wonder if... I hope so, but I also feel like that was an ad-lib that, uh, mm. that uh, Cole thought of. Yeah, I don't have insurance. <laughs> uh, they hear uh, Bingo whining. Oh. Yeah, so Bingo's okay! And I love the vet coming out and saying, Are you Bingo's dads? And I'm going, yeah. <laughs> We're the trauma boys. <laughs> <laughs> that is also how vets talk. <laughs> Like, oh, the parents. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you a couple? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's my uncle. <laughs> I know, it's weird he's still here, too. And there's something funny about the vet telling them. <laughs> I thought it was so funny, and I felt so bad laughing. That all of Bingo's legs are broken. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed. And I don't know why, because I don't think it's funny it's, that dogs get hurt. I think it's because I was imagining them wheeling Bingo around. <laughs> Yeah, we also... Like, that's what? what I want to see. Have we seen Bingo? <laughs> no, we've seen him once. 
once one episode we got to actually see Bingo, and then Bingo's been more of like an abstract idea. <laughs> it's a concept. He's a con- yeah, Bingo's a concept. What is the thing in an Inside Out? Can you imagine if at the end of this episode? <clears throat> The vet was like, Bingo's fully healed. And they open the door and the soldier Bingo walks out. Sergeant. (laughs) So confusing. (laughs) They've just been treating Bingo like a dog this whole time because they're terrible people. And Bingo was came to visit and you put me in a dog. So weird. Such a weird thing. It's a weird town. Sorry, you were you were saying something else. No. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, Archie mentions to Betty that his mom is flying in from Chicago. Uh, the doctors said Betty was fine. She says because Archie shielded her from the blast. But they wow. were in the room where the explosion went off. Deep. Which is, you know, like so, the movie Unbreakable. You're right, it is Unbreakable. With the train. It makes a lot more sense that it's Unbreakable. <laughs> but yeah. then why... I. Do you think someone blocked them from being able to call the episode Unbreakable? unbreakable? I know. That is weird because they don't do that with, like, okay, like Gossip like, Girl. Were they not able to clear the title? So, okay, so, like, probably. But, like, on Gossip Girl, they used to do this thing where um, each episode would be, like, about, it would be, like, based on a movie title, but it wasn't the title. So it would be, like, um, but it would be, oh, like, the Goodbye Gossip Girl was, like, the finale of the series instead of the Goodbye Girl. I think that's a movie. But stuff like um, that. Like they do puns where they put Gossip Girl in the title? Not only Gossip Girl, but it would be like, you know, uh, all about Serena instead of all about Eve kind uh-huh. of a thing. You know? Like all about Steve. Yes, of course. You know? The Sandra Bullock movie. That's the only one I know. Exactly. You know, that, that was clearly the reference. Obviously. As Betty is walked out of the hospital, they pass an orderly. And Betty starts seeing him glow red bad vibes like a red aura bad vibes him and then we look right in on his name tag and what does it say i don't remember trevor trevor hmm interesting choice you know for a show with a lot of really silly names there's something really weird about (laughs) it's trevor trevor yeah no oh no it's trevor oh no is trevor the trash bag killer you decide huh no. <laughs> Caitlin decided it is not. <laughs> if it's Trevor, I throw the laptop, okay? No, I will not. I refuse. Nah. Archie notices while working out that he's heavier than he was last week. Thought this was weird. By 30 pounds. He looks the same. If anything, I thought he well, looks skinny. Later he says that he's denser, which does would make him heavier. So he has more muscle mass? He has... Uh, more mass, but he's retained the same volume. I'm just going to keep I drinking remember, my I protein remember, drink. I remember physics. <laughs> okay, so that makes sense. He's denser. But the way he talks out loud to himself, because he knows that we will never be able to it, understand it, what it he's doing. It means like if you tried to push him, he'd be harder to move. Yeah. Is he unmovable Archie Andrews? Which I wonder if this will be... Well, I mean, wow. There's actually a lot to talk about in Rumor Mill. I oh, yeah. I hold off on this. Uh, so then later, uh, Alice just gets a phone call and she's like, that was someone. There was a nurse murdered at the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Who's calling Alice first? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But he goes, oh no, was it Trevor? Oh, did he do it? Oh, I thought he was bad news. Yeah. Vibes. Yeah. So, um, Glenn's here. Honestly, hell of an episode for Glenn. Yeah. Everyone hits Glenn this episode. Yeah. Glenn, Glenn sucks. Also, remember how Glenn's married, probably? Uh, uh, oh. That was weird. Well, 
That was a weird thing we learned in Rivervale. Because he's still, well, maybe he's only married in Rivervale. I know, but it seems like a weird detail. Like, why include that I'm if just, it wasn't? I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what uh, what relationship F, uh, Betty has with the FBI at this point. Because it felt like uh, she wasn't in good standing with them at the end of last season. Did she become an agent? Well, I thought that she was, like, fired at one point. But there was that party... Oh, was right. It's season six. Did everything just work out? Five. And now she's just back on top. I all I remember was that there was cake. And that, that Frank and Alice are trying to be like, do you wanna like date? Okay, that was that was River Vale, right? No, no. Oh my god. No, that was River Vale. But what about his penis? Does he have it or not? Wait, no, that was River Vale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we that was just headcan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know what the accident was in the army, but that's that's I think we all know. But we know. Yeah. So Glenn and Betty have a full We're very team weird, now. John. It's a great show. <laughs> the show in our heads is uh the wonder. wild. This is why people come here. <laughs> to, to they watch Riverdale and they're like, I can't wait to hear what John and Caitlin are gonna say about this. Right, right. right. That's weird to think about. Thank you. Thank you to our five listeners. I'm kidding. We have more than that. We have more than that. Six listeners. Six six to nine listeners. Three of whom we know. Two of them are John's parents. Glenn and Betty have a full team now to hunt down Hiram. Betty asks a female agent to look into Trevor on a hunch. She's like, sure, love hunches. I'm not sure how I I'm, feel I, about this that. This is why I signed up to be in the FBI to go on your hunch. I, I wonder if that is a good idea for law enforcement to be like, I have a hunch about you and well, I'm going to go in. Like, I don't, in theory, I guess it's a bad idea. It, I, I think you can get away with it once. One time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because Feels- she's lucky she was right. But it will. there will be a point where someone asks her, she'd be like, listen, he had a red aura. So right. we all know what that means. It means that you have a brain tumor, buddy. What if that's all it is? What if, it, what if that's it? Yeah. I mean, that would be, I think, an interesting story for Betty yeah. to think that her power is to find killers and it's actually that she finds people who need to be healed. Oh, sad then. Yikes. <laughs> she keeps arresting them and sending them Yikes. No, they're just calling out for help. Bummer. Uh, Glenn drops by the FBI, FBI office late while Betty's all alone. Don't know why she's there alone. Super sure. late. Uh, and he asks if she's single. And then he glows red and makes a move, so she punches him in the face. But also, like, you know this guy is threatening. Like, he is, like, clearly trying to, like, be threatening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really hitting the threatening button hard. Right? <laughs> right. When he says a few drinks, it's like, you should be scared of me, is his yeah. inflection. Yeah, he's a scary dude kind of always. Because yeah, so... he's huge and has a blonde beard. The yeah. The worst kind of beard. It's, I know. Why is it so weird? Because it's flesh-colored. It's a flesh-colored beard. It's a, it's a bad mm-hmm. vibe. Absolutely. Mary appears in the episode and she cries when she sees the house. It is sad. Uh, her theory is that Fred saved Archie's life. And then we don't really explore that. Yeah, no, like... we don't really go into that. Um, yeah. She's... I think it's a beautiful scene. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it might be my favorite scene from the episode. And I think that is fair to maybe leave that as more of an up to interpretation type thing. True. You know, that faith is coming way more from like a like a Christian angelic kind of view than yeah. Cheryl's ancestor literally possessing her body. True. Although, mm. if they did do a point where uh, Fred's soul possesses Archie's body, would that weird. be gross? Yeah, yeah, it feels bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The soul possessing the body feels gross. 
him protecting him seems nice. Yeah. That's like a sweet thing. Right. That's why Cheryl does one and Archie does the other. Yeah, exactly. Archie uh, gets a nail to his arm. He like walks by and it rips through his shirt and he realizes he's unharmed. This is the unbreakable scene. Mm. Uh, He starts pushing nails from the sharp end with his palm through wood and doesn't have any marks on him. Took me a while to realize what he was doing, not gonna lie. And he's just, he just starts having a blast. Mm. This guy's invulnerable. He's punching through sections of wall. He's got super strength. Don't know if you should do that. He's loving it. Your house is already like destroyed. But. You know, you know. At that point, he's probably thinking, "Man, I kind of wish I could get into like a real fight." And then Tony and Fangs pop by, and they're like, "Guess what? You can we do just it. had a meeting with this lady from Chicago, and she says, my mom.' We say, no. No, different <laughs> other <lady. laughs> Other woman from Chicago. Uh, she wants to kill you. The ghoulies want to kill you. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, word, word. Uh, where are they? <laughs> where do they like hang it's out? The, the the docks, right? Where I could find I? them at the docks. I don't want to go to the docks. But, like, <laughs> if I were by the docks. That's what they'd be. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we'll get back to that. Mm. Because it turns out Trevor is extremely sketchy. Yeah. That agent tells Betty that uh, this guy does some drug possession. You know where they have drugs? Pharmacies. In hospital. In hospital pharmacies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then idea. she also follows up to tell Betty that uh, Glenn's been saying they did actually hook up last night. Well, Glenn sucks. And then Betty and the agent are like, was she, wasn't he married? Or was that yeah, Riverdale? What happened with that? <laughs> What if this is his wife? She's like, I'm not mad, She's just like, disappointed. <laughs> you did what? Betty, come on. So Archie visits the ghoulies and he's there for a fight. And personally, personal preference, mm-hmm. I thought we could have had a lot of fun showing him discover his powers in that fight. Expensive though. Yes, it would have cost one dollar more than they were willing to spend, yeah. at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> at and least so instead, they cut away, uh, cover KJ Appa in red. He is like... <laughs> and bring him back I'd around. be like, did you kill someone? Like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, archers kill people, right? Um, in war, he has to have, right? I guess, but I'm thinking about more like Riverdale. I feel like I don't he... think... Uh, well, he was accused of murder that one time. But he did right? not do but it. But he didn't do it. But other people have done it. I don't think since then he has committed hmm. murder. Did he kill the man in the bear costume? I have no we'll idea. We'll never find out who that person who was. Who was that? <laughs> didn't... No idea it's what the same happened. forest bear man that he met in the woods the first time. For as long as we have talked about that, <laughs> I... What was that? <laughs> what happened with that? What That person was just like a... Like, uh, he just went away? He was like a hired hand? Is Penelope alive? What happened to her? I've lost track of so many people. She, like, left after graduation to find herself. Right. Oh, they're going to have to bring her back to save Cheryl in the storyline, aren't yeah. they? What, is, what are they? Only one called? person can defeat Abigail, and then Penelope walks in through the Look, door. I love Natalie Bolt. She chews that scene. She clearly and, loves being on this uh, show. Yeah, she directed an episode two, I think. I could be wrong. No, you said that. That's true. Mm. So anyway, yeah, Archie comes back home covered in blood. Normal. To Betty, and she's like, well, wash that off. We have to go catch a serial. <laughs> we have to go catch a killer. Not a serial killer. Just the one killer. Just the one. Uh, yeah, Betty corners Trevor. He glows red. He's got a knife out. And then Archie uh, grabs him from behind. But him having the knife out was the sign he was threatening. Right. Just got to point that out. Like, Well, I mean, it does help to have a big red line around It does help. But I'm just saying, it's like, you know, 
context clues also. Mm-hmm. Like he's a creepy orderly. I feel like it would have made more sense if she had that aura around like Percival Pickens or something, which she might later. You know, somebody Dude, who what is that? <laughs> we'll talk about it. Who where what are the, what seed are they planting? Oh, I have thoughts. All right. Uh, Betty explains her threatening aura powers to Archie, she, who shows her how a knife breaks against his skin. Crazy shit. So they're like, wow, we both have... That's Thanks. cool. Do you think Jughead has anything? Oh, no. Let's not talk to him. <laughs> let's, not, let's not even ask. Uh, he says he's denser as well as invulnerable. Uh, Archie says he's scared he'll hurt someone. And then Betty says he couldn't because... I, or at least hurt her mm. because he would glow red. And like... Okay. I, I, conceptually, that's kind of a fun thing where their powers do have that kind of thing where they where, where they work, or at least they respond to each other in some way. Well, he's not getting angrier; he's just getting stronger, which means <clears throat> this could be a of mice and men situation. Uh, the way I'm reading it is kind of like he is aware that he's going to act differently if he can't be hurt. Yes. But he and he is worried about how that will change him because he already went out and beat up a bunch of street guys, kind of for fun. Archie's not good with power. Uh, no. So um, he is he does mayor? Not really? Uh, <laughs> Who's mayor? His dad ran for mayor. Uh, the town only just no. There's no mayor, right? There's, there's a the council, town council, and he's not on it. He's right? not on it. That was yeah. the point. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> um. Do do do. Uh, Betty mentions Glenn. Archie's like, oh, I'm definitely going to hurt Glenn. She's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. don't, no, no, don't do that. He's like, sure, yeah, I won't do mm. that. Winky blinky. Uh, <laughs> some sure. English guy named Percival Pickens just walks into the Andrews house. Pretty sure he's from Chicago. And he's like, hey, hi. Can I have this? Oh, I'm from Chicago. <laughs> I swear he said that. I could be... I'm either imagining that or... Because I remember being like, it's weird. Why is he from Chicago? <laughs> but maybe I'm just conflating that with somebody He's else. like, I was just in the neighborhood. And I was thinking, can I buy this house? <laughs> I mean, this house that just had a bomb dropped on it. Can I have like, it? she's like, over my dead body. And Mary Andrews is like, hold on. I mean, maybe. Yeah. He's very British. <laughs> I thought this was very... Well, we'll get to the thing I Do thought was Do we know the weird. Pickens name? Yes, General Is that Pickens. the founder? Mm-hmm. Okay. He sucked, apparently. Uh, he was like that. a... Great. Great. Yeah, so this guy is bad. His descendant. Deadline said this guy's bad. When he showed up and he was English, I was like the dude who played the devil in Rivervale. And then it wasn't Uh, him. And I was like, huh. Weird. It's just a dude. That guy, the devil also had a beard that was flesh colored. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was like a ginger beard. Yeah, he was blondish. Interesting. Glenn returns to the office, but what? Where are all the dudes? Oh, no, they're gone. (laughs) (laughs) An office of women? No. More people too sexy. Uh, Betty says that she reported him. All the men have been reassigned, and Glenn's under investigation for sexual harassment. Exactly how the real FBI works. (laughs) Right. I'm so glad this show's being realistic now. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Yep, that that is how it works. You report someone (laughs) to HR, all of the people who could be problematic get removed. They're all removed and everything is great. Yeah. Though I did like how Betty was like, shoo but shoo little bird. Like, go away. She was really mean. She was really mean, but I love it. She enjoyed that a lot. I enjoyed it. It was great. Excellent. You know, I kind of hope behind the scenes they also hated this actor and like enjoyed this a little bit. (laughs) Like everyone was like, let's like hurt him. (laughs) Let's like make sure three people hurt him. Emotionally, physically, and then just... Because like, again, this guy has like 
guest starred on every CW show, but it's not so been a main or recurring on any of them. Until, and until and next this show season. is like, we don't want you either. Bam. That's so sad. <laughs> Crack. Kill. I, he's definitely, I think he's going to be a series regular on some show, like soon, because that's the CW pipeline. But now the CW is getting bought. I think bought. he'll end up on network. Interesting. Oh, sorry, Stella. She does not like the blinds being I don't either. I'm terrified now. Terrified is scary. Yeah, I think that, uh, I think Glenn has a fruitful career somewhere. Not here, though. Yeah, bye. Bye. Archie asks Mary to sell the house to him. I have questions about I this. feel like early Mary, in the earlier seasons, would have never agreed to this because she's always wanted someone to leave this town. Yes, you know? yeah. She's always wanted Archie, especially, to see a life beyond it. And I think, especially since Fred's passing, she's maybe given up on that a little bit. And she's understood that the town is Fred now to Archie. And yeah. he can't leave it. So I had some thoughts about this. Okay. My house is paid off, right? <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, she can just give him the house, right? Right. Not to be like a jerk, but like eventually. Where is this money? Why is this the transactional Right. Because eventually Mary's going to pass away. Mm-hmm. And Archie's going to get the yeah. house. And you're telling me this whole time Fred and Mary have been paying the bank for that house? Right. That feels <clears> weird. <throat> it just feels like a weird... Like, like the only thing Maybe that Maybe they refinanced sense, at one point? I don't even know what that means. I'm going to uh, be honest with you. Uh, it's like you can give your house back to the bank for, for a sturdy loan in an emergency. Interesting. I understand that people do it, and I know it's like... It's like, it's like potentially dangerous because you yeah. could lose the house if you don't Ooh. keep up with the payments. Fun. And that's why you come to this podcast for right. banking talk right. like Clearly. that. Right, clearly. Very informative. <laughs> this is like Veronica version of banking talk. <laughs> exactly. When Glenn is leaving the FBI office, Archie's just waiting in the elevator to beat him up. There's got to be cameras in there, right? Archie doesn't care. Archie, Archie's a... He's doing, he's doing his thing. And from there, we go back to Arch signing for the house. That's nice. I still don't get why he had to buy the house from his mom. Wasn't he paying her rent already? And won't the house eventually be his house? This show's just capitalist propaganda where you constantly have to be paying for everything. It just it doesn't make any sense. Like, like, I know people do buy their houses from their families, but at this point, he's been living in it for so long, so clearly they had some sort of agreement. So... It feels very weird. Do you know of anyone who is now uh, living in the house they grew up in? You mean as not? As like an adult? Like, like a, not with their parents. Like they own the hmm. house now. I don't think so. I do know that people do buy their houses from their parents. I just think it's a little bit weird if you've been like living in it for like years mm-hmm. by yourself. Like and your mom's not living in it. Like why? It doesn't make sense to me. I, I, maybe it's for equity purposes, but she's still going to give him the house when he dies. So I don't really get it. Yeah. I remember there was a uh, there was a guy who lived up the street uh, from me. He uh, his daughter was in my grade, and we went on the school bus together. And he had grown up in the house. That's funny that they were living in, and then they moved because he wanted to not live in the yeah, house. Yeah, I he think grew that's fair. Anymore, to a much nicer neighborhood, and that girl changed. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope she listens to this now because you were different. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then one of my best friends, uh, growing up, Ryan, uh, now is raising his own daughter in the house he grew up in. That's cute. So did he buy it though from the family? Yeah, yeah. I think they gave it to him actually. See, that makes more sense to me because assuming that you are going to inherit that house. That's inherited wealth. That's generational wealth. That's the whole point, right? Right. So I don't, I mean, I guess I don't, I guess if your parents need the money or something, but it doesn't seem like Mary does because she's been living in Chicago forever. 
So it's just weird. Yeah. And isn't yeah, it Fred's will, house? It's crazy that six seasons in, we have never gone to Chicago and seen Mary's uh, home. Yeah. Hmm. You know? Yeah. They could fake it. They could. Well, they could have earlier when they had the money. I feel like their budget is much smaller now. Yeah. But all you need is an apartment and for for Archie to come into the apartment and be like, wow, the Space Needle. Oh, no, that's in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> wrong apartment whoops i'm sorry <laughs> i can't think of a single landmark in chicago the giant bean the sears tower the i don't know what that is the city the giant bean <laughs> the river yeah i had pizza <laughs> it was big deep dish all right yeah bibbidi bobbidi yeah exactly well this deep dish pizza is almost as good as pop's burgers and that's how you know you're in Chicago, okay? <laughs> and it's just tap this re- apartment, like, re Or even just, like, a picture. Be like, wow, that time I visited you in Chicago sure was great. <laughs> we have definitely it's been there together. Like two pictures photoshopped together, then photoshopped onto the bean. <laughs> exactly. Archie's actually sitting on top of the bean. You made them know how it works. They've never been to Chicago They're too either. big. The size is all wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's actually Molly Ringwald from, like, 1987. It works for us. I don't know. Shoot, that's why she lives in Chicago. Why? Sixteen oh, Candles. John Hughes. The John Hughes connection. I didn't think about that until just now. <laughs> Still weird though. Still weird. I don't know why everyone else is from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is Twilight from Chicago? Crime. Crime. Crime is in Chicago. Why is Tapas' family? Republicans tell me. Tapas' family is also in Chicago. Um. What's um, happening there? What's uh, going on? Uh. What? Uh. What? Diners. No, that's Diners. New Jersey. <laughs> right. Yeah. The famous Chicago diner. As everybody knows. Uh, Betty and Archie. They have another scene together. Oh, wow. They spend time in the same room. Crazy. Uh, Betty wants to face what's happening together. Uh, what is happening is, of course, they have superpowers now. Yeah. Uh, and so they, like, doubly recommit to each other again. For sure, they're dating now. Mm. John. <laughs> yeah, they're doing it. Because you've been waiting forever. And isn't it kind of boring? And then the vets call about bingo. <gasps> Surprise. Someone else did get superpowers. <laughs> it was bingo. Bingo has super healing. The legs are fine. So bingo Which is fine. But more permission, not. more permission to laugh at bingo breaking all four of his legs. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if bingo because got really Because he's fine hurt, now. <laughs> I would be a, I, this would be a different situation. Yeah. Just all four of his legs are broken. <laughs> Or at Can least I describe it's different for each one? <laughs> yeah, different kinds of practice. And then uh, Glenn, arm in a sling, <laughs> grabbing a burger on his way out of town, uh, gets into his car where the trash bag killer is in his back seat. Finally, this paid off. And he says, you shouldn't have done that to Betty, and then strangles him with a trash bag. So that's why they call him the trash bag killer. Yeah, this one's scented. In- <laughs> that's important. <laughs> the smell of death and scented trash bags. <laughs> Wow. What an episode. Um, feels like a completely different show. And it's a little confusing, but I'm here for it. <laughs> I like that we don't know where it's going, and I'm so obsessed with the fact that not everything is going to be a business crime. Or, like, Veronica does a business thing. Okay, well, so, okay. So, should we, uh, should we, let's let's go over the, the before we get into the rumor mill. Okay, superlatives. Uh, citizen of the week. Veronica for killing Hiram. Gonna give it to her. Uh, oh yeah interesting yeah not the best person award but the citizen of the week for yeah she did what had to be done she handled it okay yeah um 
And bingo, honorary dog, citizen of the week. God, I just love Hermosa being a phone so much. <laughs> Best phone of the week, Hermosa. Uh, I want to give this one to Tony. <clears throat> I okay. like how upset she is that Archie went and fought all these guys, even though like it just further proves that the ghoulies aren't a real threat. Yeah. One guy took him down. This is my thing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh no, the ghoulies who just lost to Archie. Imagine if they had guns. Just like, a thought. A lot of blood. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if one gun was used. Yeah. But that's that's the thing, right? If that scene had included someone shooting Archie and him not being hurt. And just like bullets ricocheting off it. Whole game changer. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, the show can't unring that bell. Too. Yes. I don't think they want to go that far. I agree. I don't think. I think that if Archie were to take a bullet, he would be like hurt. Yeah. You know, I would hope because it would be silly otherwise. Like he can jump off a building probably and be hurt. Like mm-hmm. I don't think this is like a, you know. Uh. Aged like fine wine feels like Thanks. a last season thing. Yeah, that's true. So, like, what should it be this season? Uh, most who, powerful. Who jumped the shark this week? Who jumped the shark? I mean, hmm, Archie, I guess. Uh, oh, boy. Hard to say. I, I think Cheryl, honestly. Well, that's, <laughs> she's in a different show. She's on a different show completely. Yeah. We can give it to her, though. Okay. Or, yeah. uh, or who who was who maybe was our acting favorite of the week? Who I, Cole was pretty good. Yeah, I thought he'd get it. I mean, everybody on the show. I don't want to give it to Mary for her scene. She was good too. The thing is, everybody on the show is very competent. Yeah, I don't think there's really any weak links in the cast, and you can't say that for every show. So proud of them. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, good casting. Good cast. Okay, in the room now. Oh my god, I'm Where so you many thoughts. Start? So Hiram's clearly... Okay, so I this is my thought about Hiram. Yeah. So the first obvious thought is, oh, he's not dead. He's going to come back and be like, hello, Miha, blah, blah, blah. Right. But that's my first thought. My second thought is he actually... The door is open for Mark Consuelos to come back. But also, I don't want to say it, could be the last season of Riverdale. We could be looking at a truncated seventh season. We don't know what Mark Consuelos' availability is. I think they're leaving it very open-ended, so he could... Either way, we're going to go... Veronica's going to go through all the emotions as if this is real. Yeah. And then probably in the season six finale, he'll be alive, but I think they're leaving it open-ended on purpose. I agree. I don't think they... I think they want to tell a story about Veronica ordering a hit on her father. Yeah. Whether or not that hit turns out to have been successful depends on what they want to do down the line. Yeah, and what Mark's available for. Now, at the end of this, Hermosa is threatening... Uh, Veronica, blood will be blood. There's every chance that that just turns into another long storyline of Veronica having business enemies yes. and stuff like that that we've done a million times before. And I, I'm, I'm really hoping it's not going to be that. And I and I want it to be more of Veronica who's like on the edge and yeah. feeling alone uh, against the world. I think it's I think it's worth mentioning that Cheryl's curse doesn't technically affect her. Yes, that's So, true. like, I don't know if that means anything or if there's anything to take from that, but I think just think it would be interesting for her to have dealings that put her at odds with everyone else. And if she's just, like, the good girl protecting her innocent casino from other criminals, I will be very checked out. Do you think that Sabrina's going to come back if Cheryl's curse is to... Well, I don't know. Cheryl's curse I don't think matters. I think Cheryl's curse actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think Cheryl's curse ended up just being a vehicle to get Abigail into Cheryl's body. Yeah, that might be what happened. Yeah, so maybe we'll... But who's going to pay attention to Cheryl and be like, ah, you're not acting like yourself? Well, what, if that, what if she starts being in other people's storylines? I mean, is this Abigail like 
the Abigail from the Rivervale episode, in which case, pretty cool person. Yeah, really nice. Uh, not really yeah. that big of a problem. It would yeah. be, be kind of funny if this was just a nicer, better person. Right. And then when they found out, they're like, we got to bring Cheryl back. And if you're uh, like, wait, do we though? No. No. <laughs> Throw the brooch into the ocean. Yeah. And oh. they comes by Archie's house and be like, I'm sorry, this child is clearly for you. I don't know what I'm doing with her. <laughs> what if, what if um, at the end, Abigail takes the brooch and throws it into Sweetwater River and she's like, you can be with Jason now. I mean, I, what if Nana had done that? D- yikes. I mean, like... Hell of a way to end the episode. Yeah. Damn. Nana's a savage. <laughs> she's a t- terrible, terrible person. What do you think is going to go on with uh, Cole's, not Cole, Jughead's? Jughead's hearing? Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, right now that just feels like a really... Um, Sad, bad thing. But like realistic too. Yeah. Like kind of a grounded, dramatic thing for a character to go through. Yes, it is weird, right? Like considering everything else is so heightened in this episode for, for Riverdale. And for, for that thing to just kind of end with. Yeah, I, I'm. My hearing is just going to get worse. Yeah, I think we're gonna have a couple uh, episodes of of Jughead dealing with a new reality, which is a new good storyline for him. But I don't like. I there's nothing ridiculous about it. Yeah, I know. Unless Cheryl, unless Cheryl magically cures him, right? Yeah. Or like they experiment with the dog to see if that can cure him or something. What? <laughs> the dog is super healing. What do you want me to say? Oh, yeah. They're going to experiment with the dog. I didn't think about that. You're and right. They're going to be like, we can't. He's conceptual. There's no dog. <laughs> okay. The invisible dog they have. That is probably what's going to happen, and I did not think about that. That's totally a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Bingo's legs. Jughead's ears. I already told... I'm not really worried about the ghoulies because Twilight doesn't feel like a threat. Never been worried about any of the gangs in Riverdale. <laughs> what have they ever done? Truly. Nothing. Uh, so my thing about Archie is that I wonder if these powers will... Well, both of them will start as a gift and feel like a curse. <clears throat> if Archie continues to get denser, he'll have trouble moving. Gravity know. won't act so much on him that he genuinely like Can't struggles move. and will feel time affect him differently. Uh, Betty, Betty's powers remind me a lot of a video game. Okay. There's this video game called Life is Strange. True Colors. Wait, is Life is Strange the one with the clowns? No. Okay, what is this game? I literally have never been able to figure this out. It's like there's clowns and like everybody drinks potion and it's like they're laughing all the time. What is that game? Oh man, I hope it's Batman. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Batman. I'm going to find it. I, I've never... Five Nights at Freddy's. No, I know. It's so annoying. It's like, I know those games. You, I, I know. It's just, when you, I just need you to know that when you say potions, that doesn't narrow it down in the slightest. Okay, it's like... Most games involve potions. It's like, um... It's like a dystopian world where, like, everybody's addicted to a drug that makes them really happy, and then you're, like, seeing the game. Like, it's, it's like there's clowns or something. I don't know. You would know it if you saw Bioshock? it. Bioshock? No, but it's, like, similar to Bioshock, kind of. You know? Anyway. I'm gonna think about it. It's gonna drive me crazy. Okay, well, Life is Strange is nothing like that. Life is Strange There are is three cool, Life right? is Stranges. They're all kind of teen melodramas where a kid has superpowers. You talk, yeah. And so the first one, you're a young girl who can turn back time. Cool. Just like Cher. Yeah. Uh, and then... Well, if uh, Cher could. And the second one, you play an older brother and your little brother is getting telekinesis. Fun. And I think that's a really interesting one because you're like trying to raise him right when he has so much power. 
he's like a little Akira boy. Uh, and then True Colors, you play as this uh, young woman who uh, meets up with her brother in this like beautiful uh, uh, northwestern town. And she has the power to see people's emotions physically uh, manifesting as colored auras around them. She's Betty. And she can kind of uh, channel them and kind of feel people's emotions, which sometimes take her over if it's like rage. But also she can like feel people's love or sadness and like really connect with them and kind of help them through emotional crises. And she uses this power to solve a mystery in this, na- in what this town. What I'm hearing is she's an empath. She's an empath, for sure. <laughs> uh, and, and and the reason I'm just talking about it so much is because I really liked it. Uh, the first two games were made by, like, were written by uh, French people who don't really know how teenagers speak. And mm. so their dialogue is a little weird. Everybody and, knows that and, French and, people are only adults. Well, they were American teenagers, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, this new game had a different writing team. And uh, it's the best writing. That, uh, these games I've had. And Is it on the Switch? I don't know. We can look it up. Let's hmm. find out. What is that game called? <laughs> it's going to drive me crazy. It's clowns and laughing. I'm going to find it. Oh, it is on the Nintendo it's Switch. It's on the Switch. I, it, it could be fun. Uh, it's a fun one because like, you do a lot of... You have to figure out what to say in the moment out of a couple options. And I if like you that. play with multiple people, you can both be like shouting out your ideas or deciding on one or the other. Do different things happen, though, if you like? Yeah, yeah. And there's, like, different love interests and stuff. That sounds fun. I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I I'm, uh, I hope, I guess, I don't, like, do I want them to rip this game off? No. But it would be cool if yeah. Betty could sense things other than the desire to kill. Right, exactly. I'm like, because how many... <clears throat> that feels pretty limiting. Yeah. I was thinking while watching this one, it's like, oh, it's kind of frustrating that, like, a woman has died, and that's not what this is about. Yeah, but... Like, like yeah. There, how many people's people in Riverdale have been brutally murdered, but we don't talk about the victims. We just, you know, more serial killers to catch. Yay, good times. Yeah, but that's Riverdale. I mean, we cared, right? <laughs> the first season yeah. was about one victim. It yes. was about Jason and mourning him and getting justice for him. And Polly, uh, But actually. by the time it's the Gargoyle King, it's just like, oh no, the epidemic! Death! Yeah, that was the confusing scene. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I guess they, they stepped up the game by putting a serial killer in season two, but he wasn't exactly good at killing people. No, we didn't really mourn Midge that well either. Mm. But I did really like, I did like how they handled the Polly death last season because I thought that was going to be. I totally forgot. I know. I was like, remember Polly, <laughs> the victim of last season? God, we were on that road for so, so long. So long. I really didn't think she was dead. It's really sad that she died. Was she in Rivervale? No. No, she was. There was that one, right? Or the musical? No, she was in the musical. That's She's in the musical, which is... That's right. Yeah. That's right. No, only in my dreams were all of the Coopers alive in Rivervale, including yeah. uh, uh, Chuck and Chick together. They're alive in Gosh, real life. I can't believe you made me like Chick and you haven't given him back I to know, me since. I know, it's really <laughs> fucked up. He'll be back. He'll be back. I think. What do you think about them having superpowers? It's not my favorite, because I feel like now I don't... Because it was fun in Rivervale because I was like, oh, it's fun. We don't explore this. We can't explore it. It's outside of the bounds of the rules. It doesn't... I kind of wish that if they were going this route that they started it with an intro that was like, since the explosion, Rivervale and Riverdale bled into each other or something. Because it feels like such a weird, abrupt shift. I have to believe it's part of the curse narrative and it'll be temporary and it'll go away yeah i mean i don't love that cheryl's really a witch i don't love that is 
bleeding into Riverdale. I liked it in Riverdale because it was fun and different. It feels a little weird. I still am enjoying it. This was a fun episode, but I kind of prefer... We've clearly crossed a line here. Yeah, and I, it feels like, okay, how... If it if it's happening in the real timeline, how far can we go without it getting, like, muddied? So, that's how, just my How thought. much of a... You, you watch Lost? No, but I know enough about Lost to, like, okay. well, speak to it. I just... If you had, I wanted to just find out if you had you know, stuck with it after it goes into time travel, oh, you know? No. It's like, I, what no. are other shows like this where, like, deep in, they suddenly introduce a genre element that really shifts it completely. Felicity. Like, like when the famous Jet Jackson yes! switches from a guy who plays a guy on a show to a show that also features the real guy in his universe. Well, that was like a movie, wasn't it? Yeah, and then the yeah. show kept doing it afterwards. Didn't realize that at all. Huh. Interesting. I just I don't want to watch that movie again. Yeah, I liked it. That's like a good idea. Yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I really did like that. But I can't think of... Felicity did this thing in the last season where they ended the show. She was with Ben, I believe, which is one of her love interests. This is a big spoiler, but I don't... It's, what? It's fine. But her hair stays the same, right? Well, she cuts it. What? I know. I'm so sorry. It's awful. But she gets it back. Ugh. <sighs> She she ends up with Ben, and then I guess what happened was the network was like, we love this. Like, can we get more episodes? Even though they had, like, graduated, and it was a, high, it was a college show, blah, uh -huh. blah, blah. And so then they had this thing where she goes back in time, kind of, and there's, like, an alternate timeline where she ends up with really? somebody else. Oh. Yes. And that's a J.J. Abrams show. Yeah. I, I remember one of my favorite YouTubers did, like, a whole look at it because it's the only time jj abrams has seen a project through to its completion That's so funny and he's like i i want to do sci-fi <laughs> i don't know if this melodrama is you know what me. i really like starting things yeah yeah that's like the <laughs> ryan then leaving yeah yeah exactly bye wish he hadn't come back to star wars i'm nothing <laughs> yeah, i barely I know you know i could have said nothing it's i regret okay. it i regret it immediately i have a good thing for what i'm watching by the way actually oh what are you watching? So I'm not going to do something. I'm going to do something different. I had okay. ideas, but I, it's something I'm watching. It's a thing I'm riding and it is the rise of the, I know that sounded weird. It is the rise of the resistance at Disneyland. I went. You were recently at Disneyland. Recently at Disneyland. And I was recently at California, California Adventure. Adventure. I know. Not I got the same a, day. We got but... a swap now, but I absolutely, or get Steven to take both of us. Um, we, I can't, it was John, when I say this was the coolest ride in I've ever been on, I've been to Disney World, I've been to Universal in Florida, like all these things, by far the most high-tech, advanced ride. I, did, I went on the new Avatar ride a couple of years ago. It just, I, I don't really care about Star Wars. I don't dislike it by any means, but never really was my thing. <laughs> This ride is, if all rides were like this, I would pay like $300 to go to an amusement park. Mm. It was crazy, crazy cool. I loved it. Okay. I, I, I want to talk about what, what, You get do, different positions on it, right? Well, You're do, like in the Millennium Falcon. Do you want me to spoil it for you? The ride? Yeah. yeah you can tell me what happens on okay. it. Okay. So there is a Millennium Falcon ride in Disneyland. That ride, I don't care for. It's a simulator. You're basically just in a spaceship. Great. 
you press some buttons. It's very <laughs> not special to me, honestly. It's cool. It's well designed, but that's it. And I also get kind of nauseous on those things. So I was kind of figuring, oh, this is going to be like exactly like this. But no. What this is, you start off in like, I don't know, something Darth Vader-y, whatever. <laughs> then you go onto a ship. See, you can't spoil it because you don't even yeah, know what you're talking I, about. I have no idea. But you go onto this ship and it's really cool because it's like that it's like a simulator but it's like a very low-key one and then you move into another room and then you get on like the actual ride where you sit in a cart in a car the car is trackless and it's in what is basically a warehouse so if you can imagine like riding a go-kart through a warehouse going on an elevator ending up in an uh like a Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, Guardians of the Galaxy type ride at the end, uh-huh. but all in a cart that moves around a floor that has no track in front of it. It's amazing. Oh, so you have like no idea where it's going to go. You have next. no idea where it's going to go. It feels so advanced. This is the one where like walkers are like going above you and stuff. Yes, it's very. That sounds cool. pretty crazy. It's it's truly worth the wait, worth the money if you're going to spend it. Like you can get. You have to buy like a genie pass at Disney now instead of Fast Pass, yeah, which is you're telling me bullshit. It's bullshit, totally. The the YouTube channel Defunctland did like mm-hmm. a really great breakdown of like yeah. how broken the system has become. Yes, I totally I totally agree with that. Completely get that. I will say though, like I never say this. I would wait for that ride, and I would pay money for that ride. Yeah, I think that's when you actually do have to pay extra for it. Yeah, it's you do, unfortunately. Uh, well, ask me what, what what I'm riding. What are you riding? <laughs> what are you riding, Chuck? At the uh, Marvel's Avengers Campus Good over at California Adventure. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride is honestly pretty fun. And a, and a good idea to make a fun version of Tower of Terror. Okay. Because when oh, I was, we're going to fight. No, no, I mean just like genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a child, I was terrified of the Tower of Terror, but I don't think I'd be as terrified if Rocket Raccoon were the one taking me up and down. That's true. Though it is an intense physical sensation. And what a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I but will you, say that. You, it, because the action is, is, is plot wise of the ride heroic that it's falling up and down yeah. like this. Uh, I don't think it puts you in as much fear as a spooky voice going, and then you drop. That's um, very true. Uh, but again, I was like a child when that, when I when that freaked me out. Uh, I was a weird kid, so I really I'm totally cool now. I'm not scared of the Tower of Terror at all. Uh, it's so fun. But though. the other one, they have the Spider Man. I know. I haven't done that one yet. I gotta do that one. Uh, where there's like drones on the loose, and you gotta web up the drones. They don't give you anything to wear on your hand. That's cool. You just whip out like Spider Man. You do, whip. Th- that's the sound effect. Yeah. Uh, to no, no, it's it's the whip. I'm not. That's the you know in comics they have to write these things out. So like they have specific. Thwip is the Spider-Man thwip. webs, and Snicked is the Wolverine claws. Snicked, snicked. I get that one more. I can't do the thwip. Yeah, turns out you don't actually have to do the full hand. Yeah. Uh, motion like like putting your two fingers down because that hurts a lot after. Yeah. A while. I got the lowest score. They score you. They How score you... you and your team. Uh, so I was the lowest of the four of us. Beth and Steven and Kimmy were all, were all much better than me at flipping up, uh, different stuff. Even Beth, who hates games? It is, it is, uh, uh, made in such a way where if the line weren't so long, I would just do it over and over again trying to get better. Yeah, I think that's what they... That's clearly the intention, yeah. Yeah. And then they sell, like, a Stark Iron Man repulsor you can wear to use instead of the web. So smart. And they sell the little drones, because the drones are adorable, obviously. Of course. And then they they sell 
other like armors to put on the drones to make them look different. Uh, always more. Always, always, always costs more. Amazing. That the Spider Man, not the Spider Man, the Iron Man thing. That's genius because you know some kid is gonna be like, "But I want it, right, Mom. We've already spent that. I can use it in the ride. We gotta go back on the ride. Exactly, genius. And then they do it, and then yeah. the mom with the kid next to him. That kid's like, "I want it," and that mom's like, "You can't." Yep, <laughs> yep, exactly. It's, it's evil genius, and I will spend so much money in those parks. I I love the frozen bananas. I love the pretzels. <laughs> Hook, did, line, sinker. They did get rid of my favorite thing, though, which was the pineapple skewers. So oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the chocolate-covered pineapple. They must have some kind of deal with, like, Impossible or Beyond. They Whichever do. one it is, where it's, it's in every place now. Yeah, I was very grateful. Yeah, yeah. no, it's great. But um, also sometimes it's like, hey, this thing with the Impossible looks great. Can I get that with actual meat? They're like, no. They're like, no. See? It comes the one way. Mm. Gotta do it. Uh, what are you watching? Oh, um... Hmm. Yeah, you can do both. I'm trying to think. What was the thing that I said? I'm watching The Dropout. I just really like that kind of stuff. Okay, so, so this is what I... I find this interesting. Jacob and I have been talking about this, where um, the death of, like, the small independent film... Yes. ...has kind of driven all of these kinds of things that could have been biopics or movies or totally. whatever to TV and now it's like their Emmy bait shows. Yes. That'll get a big star to play this person for one season. Totally. Definitely true. I will say I personally am somebody very interested in the Elizabeth Holmes story. I was her for Halloween that one time. Right. Did and so keep, now you're now you're committed. I'm committed. Didn't keep the wig on for very long because it was itchy and cheap. Right, right. But I did like it. You could, you could have gone for the more expensive wig. Yeah. She had bad hair, so it kind of worked. But <laughs> it was really, yeah. It's, and then after that, you were just Caitlin in a turtleneck. <laughs> I was. I was just Caitlin in a turtleneck. I was artsy. I don't know. I couldn't really think of something. I was like, I'll be my own evil twin. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I love Halloween, but I'm bad at costumes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really like this show because Eliz, uh, Amanda Seyfried is really good. Yeah. And it is interesting to kind of get into her psyche. I will say it's not as compelling as like some other shows I've watched, but the story is very interesting to me because I'm like, how did she do this? How can I trick many <laughs> Silicon Valley investors to give me money? How? Hey, you've been asking it for so long. Taking too. notes. Yeah, exactly. You really, really want to do it yourself. What are you watching? I just finished The After Party. Mm. You heard about this one? I watched it. I thought we'd talk about it. I've been like recommending it to everyone recently. It's from uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who made such movies as 21 Jump Street, the Lego movie, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And it is about uh, a bunch of people going to their high school reunion where uh, one of them, who's become a celebrity, uh, has been murdered. And so Tiffany Haddish comes in as the detective to ask everyone what their perspective was from the night, and everyone's perspective is a different genre. So uh, uh, they it's do a like, a, like a rom-com, an action movie, a musical. Uh, there's a cartoon episode. I don't remember the musical episode, but I could have fallen asleep. It's like the third one, Ben Schwartz. I might have fallen asleep. That makes sense if I fell asleep during that one, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. That's, a, that's, my, that's, my, that's what I'm watching. Or yeah. I get, that's what I just finished watching. Your, what was your favorite episode? Oh. It's actually really hard. Oh, no, it's not. There's uh, there's one character whose entire bit is that no one remembers him. Oh, yeah. From high school. And so when he tells the story, it's not from the reunion, but it's from a different party from back in high school. So they make everyone look like they're still high school students and like tell the story of how they how everything 
kind of fell into place of who they are now in the present and like I was watching it and you're kind of like watching fate fall into place while screaming, no, why did it have to be like this? Yeah. And that's how it happened. This hurts more than if I didn't need to know this kind of stuff. So like it really got me emotionally invested really quickly. My favorite one was Tiffany Haddish's cop episode for some reason. Oh, I just thought she was good in it. I don't always like I like I like I like the unreliable narrator thing where she's like I was born for this and then she's yeah. like doing really badly at all the cop challenges. Yeah. She's really funny in this. Like I I like her, but sometimes I feel like she can be more herself than like a character in certain things, yeah. which is sometimes an issue I have with comedians. Um, but I thought she was really good in this and mm-hmm. I just it that was a laugh. good balance for her. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. And she gets she gets the guy in the end. She she won me over. She did. Yeah. What do we do now? Uh, I think there's <laughs> another episode in a week. There's another episode in a week. Yeah. Wow. And and we're gonna meet back here and do the next episode. It. Riverdale is on Sundays now. Yes. Sundays. We'll make it work. It'll be That's okay. Interesting, because they've See, been on Wednesdays the whole time. See, it's funny because... Riverdale you, Wednesdays has been our lifestyle for a long time. You think this is a bad thing, but I think this is a no, good that, thing. No, like, that's what I was trying to figure out. Because Friday yeah. is a death slot. Yeah. Sunday can be a solid slot. Yeah, people I think I know. Me. I think I know why it took... It didn't... It It was supposed to come back earlier and they kind of put it down the line a little well, bit. They, they moved I it, think, yeah. I think they wanted to get out of the way of Euphoria before they came back. You think? I think Euphoria scares them. Yeah. I think Euphoria is doing, is doing a lot of what <laughs> early Riverdale was doing. Interesting. I didn't think Actually, about that. Actually, I, I can't say that for sure. I haven't watched that much of Euphoria. I mean, but I, very, but I do think Euphoria scares them. They're very different shows. I could see them... I think they draw in a similar audience, though. Yeah. I also think that... Yeah. I could see that, for sure. But they pushed it back for the Critics' Choice Awards. That's why it moved oh. back a couple of weeks. I mean... But, sure, that too. But the time I stand in the by year, what I said. the time in the year, probably you are probably right. Plus, it's just a huge show. Yeah. So if maybe you were gonna tune into Riverdale, um, I'd rather watch it right. for you. Sundays. Yeah, yeah, that's tough competition. Because Riverdale, I don't think is a water cooler show the way that Euphoria. Not is. anymore. I, yeah, I don't know if it ever was because of the audience it attracts is younger watching it the next day. You oh, know, yeah. Euphoria gets a lot of millennials too. Yeah, I, people watch Euphoria live. <laughs> Too. Or like on the same. Well, path. that's like the dream, right? You got to be so dramatic that people are like, I can't miss it exactly. because Twitter's going to be dissecting it as it happens and TikTok and everything. Jesus, yeah, it's but just yeah. so much work. Yeah. Um. Other than that, um, what are our other things? Oh, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets, R E I L L Y Tweets, or on our podcast Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast. You can also check out. Uh, my other podcast, Scaredy Chat, which I'm going to plug. Uh, we are going into our season two, launch date TBD, and scene. yeah, scene. And you, John? Uh, you can find me on my blog, The Catcher in the Rye, uh, which is spelled W R Y. Good pun. Hey, that's not really true though, because I haven't written anything since my. Oh man, I forgot to write my like annual perspective of life in Los Angeles. Huh. 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 Okay, well, he'll write that I've been later. having trouble feeling inspired to write anything on the blog recently, but I am writing. Yeah, I mean, hey. <laughs> Listen, you can't find me. <laughs> you can't find John. Occasionally, he checks our DMs. I'm I will doing, relay messages. I'm, I'm doing okay. You're doing fine. I'll relay any messages to you. It'll all be fine. Anyway, guys, uh, I think that's, that's it. I got to go have dinner because this protein shake apparently is a snack and not a... 
Not a dinner. It's not a meal? It's not a meal. Oh my God. Better have another one then. (laughs) I don't know. I've already had two today. I have not really worked out. So, I mean, I kind of worked out. I went for a walk. Is that working out? I don't know. I burned a lot of calories. Anyway. Over and out, River Vixens. Over and out, River Vixens.